Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for this day, for what you're going to do, and how you're going to do it. We pray that you would have your way as we close out this series on bitterness. We thank you for, for the deliverance that has taken place, for the healing that has taken place, and for the victory. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Today we're going to wrap this up, amen? Sort of like a, amen. Glory, glory, glory. We knew that was going to happen. So, sort of like a scripture shower on the final things. We, we talked a lot. We said a lot. Um, and now we're going to get all the scriptures to back everything that was being said. How about that? Sound good? Because the word will do the work all by itself. You might not agree with what I say or how I say it or what I say, but um, you cannot disagree with the word of God. Amen. So I want to go back real briefly to bring those up to speed. Um, and I'm glad it was three weeks because uh, some people were missing last week. Um but we love to tie it in. So the first week we dealt with how we were not built to be bitter, but we were built to be blessed. We talk about bitterness being um, angry, heavy, discontent, you know, the object sense of cruel, biting words. Sometimes people say stuff to us that we don't like. Sometimes it's not even what they said, but how they said it. Um, the intense misery resulting from forsaking God. From a life of sin and impurity, misery, of servitude, when you're just serving and serving, and it doesn't seem like you're getting anything back from your service, um, people become bitter. Or the misfortune of bereavement. If you lose a mother or a son or a, a, a loved one that's been very close to you and, and God takes that loved one home, you can become very bitter. Um, bitter at God, bitter at people. A lot of us are bitter at our spouses. We become bitter at our family members, our siblings. We learned about that, right? We talked about Ruth and how Naomi um, changed her name to Mara, which means bitterness. She was of a, a bitterness spirit because she lost her husband and her two sons. And how in the story of Ruth at the end, she came out victorious. Amen. So you never want to you don't want to worry about because we know that uh, Oprah and Ruth, one went, one stayed. You don't got to worry about who leaves. Just thank God for who stayed. Amen. Um, and how you cannot be bitter. We talked about um, what was his name? Y'all know his name? Y'all forgot. I hit the field. Ahithophel, who was Bathsheba's grandfather, who couldn't get over his bitterness towards David because um, David had Uriah killed, slept with his granddaughter, and he couldn't get over that bitterness. And at the end of the day, he ended up killing himself because of his bitterness toward the king. Last week, we talked about Rarukanel. That word was powerful. That word was powerful and how we are not to let the root of bitterness dwell in us. We got to go after it and what it takes for that um, seed of bitterness to, to develop. We talked about the germination, that it needs a seed, that the seed is what? The hurt, the offense, sometimes intentional or unintentional. You need soil. You need in the soil is a heart that holds the hurt. You know, in order for bitterness to grow, it needs a heart that won't let go. Won't forget, won't forgive. And we talked about a soaking. It needs water. So a lot of times you need your vain imaginations or other people to go ahead and feed that bitterness. And yeah, I told you, you you, you got a right. You don't, they don't, they shouldn't be treating you like that. And whatever comes to feed that bitterness, but it's always going to show itself in destruction. A threefold, spiritual, physical comes up you end up being depressed i thank god for the victory testimony yeah. hey amen you could be bitter at somebody get depressed that person going on with their life and now you you know it, it messes with your health people have heart attacks because they don't want to let people go you understand stress 
on the heart. You're, you're heavy. You got all kind of health issues going on. Obesity, all kind of stuff going on because you're bitter. Some people want to eat their bitterness away. I'm already preaching. So we, we learned about that and how we have to let God reveal it. We have to let grace cover it and we have to let God replace it. That's the only way to deal with bitterness. Now, we are going to stop losing. The enemy does not want us to win. And in my prayers, as you look at the things that we've been going through as a ministry, I know this word is cutting everybody. It's all good. I'm a, God licensed me to be a master surgeon. Amen. So it's all good. We're in his operating room. But it is amazing. So um, there, there's some... I want to give a little class right now before we go into where we're going. Some things took place. Somebody say teachable moment. Teachable moments. So how many of y'all, how many of y'all got Sprint? How many ever had Sprint? How many know Sprint sucks? Alright, so I got I got witnesses on the Sprint Sucks thing. How many of y'all got an iPhone? How many of y'all got Androids? How many of the Android users know that iPhones have a mind of their own? That's why you use an Android. iPhones do what iPhones want to do. Can I get a witness? My iPhone likes to give me messages from months ago. And anybody ever had somebody, anybody ever have a text come through like a week later? Now, for those that, are, for those that know me, know that when you text me, I'm usually going to respond to you within the next minute. Can I get a witness? Unlike some of y'all that don't like to return my texts. It's okay. I ain't, I ain't worried about you. Um, so we're in this series of bitterness, right? Teaching moment. I got permission from Ayana already. So just so we know. Because I, I, I want to get permission. Because we don't want to get offended or any more offended. So, so yesterday, now, now mind you, we're in bitterness. So the enemy is already going to come any way he can, right? Y'all don't say amen yet because there's some guilty parties in here. We all going to learn today. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you're going to learn today. Yeah, you're going to learn today. So he sent me this text. Now, it was one of them book texts. One of them that'll break up into 15 bubbles and you got to figure out which one go. For some reason, or this big bubble came in one bubble, right? But it was a long bubble. But I don't have her locked in my phone. So I didn't get that message till yesterday. I happened to be at the event and I'm cleaning out my phone and, I, and boom, it just comes. And I said, look at it. And I read it. And I'm like, I look at the date, August 27th. I said, oh my God. So I responded to the text. And then she gave a response back that God had already worked the situation out. So I got to thinking. I said, that was a whole month. Now, me and Ayana worked together. Same school. That means the whole month, I have been looking at me, drop my kids off, wondering why the heck I didn't respond to her text. Hi, Ayana. Hi. I'm thinking everything's cool. To add insult to injury, he's just going to say hi to me and ain't respond to my text. Come to find out, her daddy knew that she texted me, and her daddy's close co 
comrade, a comrade, Andrew knew that she texted me. Andrew says to me, yeah, I was wondering, I said, who? It ain't like Pastor not to text you, but hey, and Derek's like, well, hey, you text him, he ain't respond. What can I do? <laughs> All the while, I didn't even get the text. I'd be bitter right about there. Or the enemy could come in. Now, see, God worked it out. So we get spiritual on it. We say, see, God didn't let me see that text so he could show you that he can work on your behalf. But had it not worked out like that? He could have been better. He would have been better. Why, my pastor, I come, I do all, well, I'm deacon, I'm all faithful. Why he ain't answer my daughter text? After Andrews, wondering what the heck's going on with people popping up out of here every five minutes. Look, he's not answering the text. Everybody's offended, and I don't know it. That's how we're losing the fight. Teachable moment. If you ever need to talk to me, don't text. Call me. Because communication is the key to relationship. We, we work at a place and they're trying to figure out dispatch. And I told them, I said, this, this dispatch thing, they used to do this, this, how they did dispatch when our old regime, okay? They, 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 she would tell them, don't respond to when they call in. You, you know, if you call in, don't respond. So people would be on the road and be like, you know, such and such, such and such. And they, they're, just, they're not supposed to say 10-4. How do you know the person in dispatch heard you if there's no response? So if I call 911 and I say I'm being stabbed and they don't say nothing, I just have to hope and pray they heard me. We don't communicate like that. And we have to get understanding. The enemy is robbing us because we don't talk to each other. And we allow stuff to come in and plant seeds so that we can have offense when all we have to do is pick up the phone and say, you know what, Pastor, I sent you a text yesterday. Did you get it? Oh, no. Oh, and then that need would have been met. And we shut the enemy up. Somebody say teachable moment. Teachable moment. Phones are not remote. My wife will be the first one to tell you she cannot stand texting. Because it is a way to hide behind what is really going on. What did we do before we had cell phones? You, 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 don't, you don't be in a relationship with somebody for years and then you just say it's over. Send. Without having a conversation. But I thank God that worked out because it could have been really ugly. And I thank God for your spiritual growth. That I didn't respond to you for a month, but you came in here and just smiling, serving. But blessing God didn't allow that to do anything. I don't know what the enemy was trying to do, but it didn't work. The other thing, you know, on a, on a lighter note, you really don't want to text long stuff in a bubble because um, a lot of y'all don't got spell check and I can't figure out what the heck y'all done wrote. All right, let's go to the word. <laughs> I don't know what that word was, but anyway, I will assume that this is what you meant because you know you go back and read Texas. You read it the first time, then you put the attitude on it. Let me see exactly how they said that. Why are all the letters big on this word? My phone yelling at me. 
<laughs> Y'all better help me up in here. No more, not in here. Okay, so let's 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 go to this. So here, here's the deal. I'm gonna give you a few things and we're gonna go, let's just go back to the definition of what bitterness is. It's holding on to or showing feelings of intense, strong animosity, hatred, or anger. It's resentment or vindictiveness, wanting to get somebody back. Other words that describe bitterness are merciless, unforgiving, holding a grudge. Bitterness is also described as feelings resulting from something difficult to accept. Ain't that something? We talked about that last week. That somebody could say something that you don't accept and you are now bitter. And it could be the truth. The doctor gives us diagnosis that we don't accept. We don't get mad at the doctor. We pay our copay and go about our business. <laughs> okay. That's why they take offerings before the word. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to say that. You pay your copay first, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so the first thing, God's word warns us against the dangers of bitterness. Proverbs 18, 19. A lot of scripture. Just write it down. It won't be too long. We'll be here forever. It says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like bars of a castle. That's Proverbs 18, 19. When we, what that means is when we allow ourselves to be overcome, to become bitter against others, we create walls difficult to overcome, which isolate us from others. God wants his body united while the devil wants to separate. And people who are bitter find it hard to fellowship. They isolate and they operate under the illusion of their own thoughts. Wow. Means that when we, we build bars, when you're mad, you don't want to be, you don't want to be around people. You, you want to guard that bitterness. If we would just guard our holiness like we guard that. If we just guard the scripture and the truth like we guard that. Right? It would be something else. But, but we, get, we get bitter. I've come to grips that some of you are bitter because I tell you to be on time. So I just want to let, let me let me just go back. I'm gonna just go back here because leadership. I'm just talking leadership. Let, let me just I just just help me out. Two minutes. Just give me a, give me a moment. Jeremiah, you go to school. What time you gotta be school? Eight o'clock. So you don't gotta be school at twelve o'clock. Eight o'clock. Michelle, what time you gotta be to work? You work at nights, right? Nine and nine, nine a.m. in the morning. Are you serious? Not twelve o'clock. All right, but and I'm not messing with you. So I'm just asking a hypothetical question. Cause on Sunday, do you have the same two legs you have on Monday? The same two arms. You got the same hair to pick. Scrunchy, whatever you got. It's the same, right? So on Sunday, you don't get an extra five legs. Two more arms. So you don't have to go out and find some new fashion to put on for Sunday, right? Am I making sense? And y'all still trying to figure it out, right? What I'm trying to figure out is, why does it take you longer to get dressed on Sunday at 12 o'clock than it do to go to school at 8 o'clock? Or work at 9 o'clock? What is it about Sunday that puts us on slow motion? Back to our regularly scheduled program. So, Acts, Acts 8, 22 and 23 says this, Repent therefore 
of this thy wickedness and pray if God perhaps the thoughts of your heart may be forgiven for I perceive that you are in the gall gall, gall is poison of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity he's saying bitterness is a poison that slowly kills the person who has been infected by it he's saying bitterness is such a bad thing that it is worth repentance that's the scripture, right? That ain't me making this up. Watch what Colossians says. Colossians 3.19. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. We talked about this a little bit last week. Men, don't leave me out here. But there are a lot of men who are bitter toward their wives. Because we talked about when respect is absent, the man feels disrespected and a violation has occurred that often leads to an offense. When your wife don't respect you, the man feels offended. It's not even an offense to him. It's an offense to his manhood. He feels less than a man. Then he acts out in rage because now you just pushed him into a place where he has to prove that he's the man. Keep looking straight ahead and know y'all married men when nobody will know that I'm talking about you. But it leads to communication. I used to get, I used to be bitter at my wife. In account now, she, yeah, we just, and it was because I didn't know how to communicate. And I didn't know how she was communicating. We still have trouble now. But we've overcome and we are in a better place than we've ever been. But there was something that was said that helped me go to a place where I don't get offended by what she, what, or how she says it. She said, I am on your team. I am invested in our success. And it made me think she don't want to see me fail. So whatever she's saying to me is for my good. And I need to be able to hear that. And I could go to her and say, you know what? I just didn't like the way you said it. And I put up my wall and I can not talk to you for a little while. We could, we could do that. But at the end of the day, you better help me. She said, help me. Right? So there's dangers against bitterness. You, you got you to gotta watch. It's a poison. It slowly just spreads. It spreads, it affects every area of your life. You don't even know what's happening. It's so cunning. It just moves into areas. The next thing, God instructs us on what to do with bitterness. Somebody say, amen, I need to know what to do with this. We are, we are honest. Leviticus 19.18. Leviticus 19.18. Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear, that means carry or keep any grudge, bitterness against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Tap your neighbor and say, here's what he wants you to do with it. Let it go. Look how simple that was. Let it go. You can't carry it. You can't hold a grudge. You can't be mad forever. You, you can't, especially not against the children of God. I can't be mad at you and be, God, strike them dead. You're God's kid. The angel can't come to me and say, kill Alana. I don't care what she did to him. So you can stop praying against the children of God. Now, listen, if you carry it or keep it, then you're holding on to a burden that has not been designed for you. And here's the thing. God will let you carry it, but he won't help you. You cannot have the Holy Spirit and poison operating in the same container. That's why I said some of the stuff is sound harsh, but it's so true. You cannot move away in bitterness and think you're going to be blessed. 
Because you have a root of bitterness. You have an infection that needs to be dealt with. Proverbs 17, 19. He that covers a transgression seeks love, but he that repeats, harps about a matter, separates friends. Listen to this. Love can overcome bitterness, but watch out about opening up old hurts. You can't see what does he say? Love covers. But if you keep repeating the matter, you're separating friends. That's the poison. So you, so you, you're mad. So I'm gonna go talk to you about my bitterness because my job. You think you're doing the work of the devil? The devil is the accuser of the brethren. So if you're separating and God is called join, then who are you operating like? You don't want God coming and telling it. Half of y'all scared God telling me all your business. How would you like if I got on the phone tonight and just called up all my pastor friends and told them about all y'all business? <laughs> Why is it so quiet up in here? shortcomings. That's, that's a, if I keep that, that's a burden for me. I haven't been called to carry it. You can give it to me, I give it to God. I keep it moving. You do me wrong, you think I'm going to pull it back up and be like, shoot, I know all your business. I put it all on Facebook. Ooh. I'd have to be fighting for real then. Matthew 6, 14, 15. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. Here's a question. You don't want to let it go? Is it worth holding on and going to hell with? Do you know that the only luggage you can bring to hell is bitterness? That's the only suitcase allowed in hell. If y'all just read y'all Bible, thank you, Lord. Last one on what you're supposed to do. Listen to this Romans 2 1 and 6. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O oh man, whoever you are that judge. For wherever you judge one another, you condemn yourself. For you that judge do the same thing. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such thing. And think thou this, O man, thou that judges and do the same thing, that you will escape the judgment of God. Or do you despise the richness of his goodness and forbearance, long-suffering, knowing that the goodness of God leads repentance but after your hardness and impotent heart you're treasuring up wrath for yourself who will render to every man according to his deeds hypocritical judgmental self-righteous people can cause us to harbor bitterness while feeling justified for doing so yet it ends up bringing the judgment of God on the very person who is being judged. That is deep. That while you're holding on to the right to be bitter and you're judging because you're, you, when you hold on to an offense, we talked about this, what you are saying is you have a right. And I'm sorry to tell you this. I'm sorry that the Constitution messed you up. But you have no rights.
just lost the other half of the church on that one. Let me see if I can lose the three that are remaining on this one. You have no rights. Jesus died so that we could have his righteousness. But if you want to be right, if you want to, if somebody you feel you can't be violated, when God, who, I ain't going to jump to the end from the beginning, but just hold on. We getting there. Somebody say, we'll take off in a minute, because I know you want to shout. But this ain't shouting stuff right now. Here we go. God warns us that the wounds of bitterness will bleed from your mouth. Job 10. Listen to what Job said. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. Job had complained that he, he, it would have been better if he were never born. He had gotten so much, so bitter. Here's the thing. Job was an upright man. He did everything right. And God allowed all kind of hell to break loose in Job's life. And at the end of the day, Job got bitter. Could you imagine? See, these are the people that really get bitter. People that believe they did everything right. Ain't nothing like thinking you go to church, you pay your tithes, you pray, you fast, and all hell is breaking loose in your house. You can't figure God out. How the other person that lives on the seat next to you is a pure heathen and getting blessed. And you're bitter. struggling and they're the one wrong and it looked like everything working for them come on <clears throat> see when brothers get better over Joe's situation I don't know why I gotta talk to y'all like this cause I guess I gotta make it more relevant but you know if you let that woman go and she go with somebody else and she look halfway like she's doing better than she was doing with you. You ain't bitter at her. <laughs> you bitter at the dude. Sisters, on the other hand, if she let you go and you look like you're doing better with her, she bitter at the both of y'all. <laughs> Romans 3.14 says, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness? They, it bleeds out. When, when you're going through something, it says out of the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you listen to people long enough and you can tell whether they're bitter or not. If you know them, that's why, that's why, you know, texting and Facebook has gotten popular social media because then we don't have to deal with this stuff. The people in the old days, they didn't have this, so they had to deal with it. They had to be in the house with the people they were bitter with. Some of y'all are living with people you're bitter with. Can't wait to get out. And if you talk to them long enough, you'll go right down that lane and you'll find out that's off limits. We can't talk about that. That's that spot. Stay right there. If you want deliverance to happen, find that spot. I, I love Sunday school. It always comes around that I don't feel like talking about it right now. And you will find the spot. And you don't like the people who stay on that spot. Now, God gives us, in his word, examples of people who overcome. We're almost done. Look at that. It wasn't going to take long. You read your word. It's in there. I just, my job as a pastor is just make us aware 
of how we're losing the fight. Because here's the thing. We're not losing the fight with the praise team. They're going to practice. They're doing wonderful. Usher in the Lord, get new songs. We're going to work it out. Everything is going in the right direction. We ain't losing because of the preaching of the word. Because the word is being preached. We're not losing. We're losing because people get offended. Now, people get offended for a lot of reasons. They either get offended intentionally or unintentionally, right? We say this, come on, church, all things work together for the good. For those that love God and call according to his purpose, except for offenses. My bad marriage worked for my good. My illness worked for my good. My getting laid off worked for my good. But what pastor said to me, that ain't working for my good. What that sister or that brother did to me, that's not working for my good. All things work together for the good. For those that love God and are called. Will we accept good and not evil from God? What if God wanted to send that offense your way to see how you handle it? And, and how you pass or fail that test determines on your next level. Because you got some other areas in your life that you got dead right. There's no fight in them areas. But as soon as somebody says something you don't like, it brings you back to your childhood. If you had an abusive parent, you need to go after bitterness. A parent that abused you physically, mentally, or spiritually. Because here's what it is. We only get offended. Y'all better catch this. We about to take her. I feel my help. We only get offended by people we trust. Mephibosheth, who got dropped by the woman who was nursing him and was crippled for all his life. So you need to go back to a place where you were broken in order to get healed because your wounds have not fully healed. So whenever something comes, the offense cuts and it opens an old wound. And you think it's this, but it's really not this. It's that. That's why he said, I forget those things that are behind me because you can't press into your next level holding on to what happened back then Amen. somebody said let it go now Joseph he had the right to be bitter Woo! his brother sold him into slavery wanted to kill him and at the end of Joseph's life, after all he went through, prison, palace, Potiphar's wife, all the things that he went through, at the end of his life, he ended up being the governor over Egypt. And here come the brothers who sold him out. He has two choices. I hold on to the bitterness of what they did or I get better. And he told him, he said, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good to, to bring it about this day. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. He, he knew how to handle bitterness because I'm pretty sure going through all these situations you could be locked in prison and be wondering where would I be if my brothers didn't sell me out 
if they only loved me. They're supposed to be my family, but he wasn't bitter. And at the end, he, he restored his brothers. Woo! Tap your neighbor and say, can you bless somebody that did you wrong? That, that's, that shows growth. You know it ain't them. They couldn't do nothing to you. You are a child of God. How dare you let an offense move you out of your position when you know that you serve a God who cannot, if he didn't think you were big enough to handle it, he would have guarded you from it. I love, oh my God, I don't know why God got me saying this. When you started, you the newest married couple in here. When you started, when you, when you, when your crush rose back up over the love of your life, I bet you, you never saw yourself singing in a choir, did you? And I bet you when my sister told you, you better get in that praise team. I bet you if I would have told you you're supposed to be on the praise team, you would have been offended at me. You would have been mad at Pastor for trying to put you on that praise team, wouldn't you? But as soon as she said it, you thought you could sing like Barry White, didn't you? Up there with the mic by yourself, huh?
you're not supposed to destroy the work of God. You're supposed to enhance the work of God. So, so Joseph handled it right. Another one that handled it right. Got five more minutes. I got five minutes with you. Amen. I know you want to shout. We coming. It's getting there. I feel my help. Yes. Go ahead, man. Yeah. That's the right key. Damn, I think we're in D today. I got a horse for it. All right. Hannah. Remember Hannah was bitter? She was in bitterness of soul and she prayed to the Lord because all her life she was in a house with other women who were having kids and she couldn't. And these women, these sisters, would provoke Hannah. Like, where your baby at? Just keep giving birth and she can't. And she, she was weeping. She was in bitterness of soul as she was praying. And her own husband didn't even know what was going on. They thought she was drunk. Oh, why are you so downcast? I'm giving you everything. She had everything. Because she was the favored one. But that favor didn't mean nothing because God had shut up something. And she could have been bitter. But here's what she did, y'all. Tell me what she did. She prayed. Some of you get so bitter, you don't even pray anymore. You don't even want to pray about it. I'm too mad to pray. When prayer is the access to heaven, the access to breakthrough, the release, and the reason why people don't want to pray when they're bitter, because if you pray, you got to listen. Right. Ooh, oh, my God. So God, you're not going to come up in God's face and just dump. Because God's going to give you instruction. And when you're bitter, you don't want instruction. Because you might tell me to do something I don't want to do. God, I pray. I don't really want to pray for my father. Do whatever you want to do with him. And then he tell you, you forgive him. Our response to God is, you forgive him. Let me go on to the next prayer. Bless my church. Let me leave dad out this prayer. Because that was the devil. You end up rebuking the Holy Spirit, calling him the devil, because he told you to do something you don't want to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you bless my finances. Give everything in your pocket. I rebuke Satan. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 38, 10 through 17. He said, cutting off my days, I shall go to the gates of the grave. I am deprived of the residue of my years. I said, I shall not see the Lord, even the Lord in the land of the living. I shall behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. Mine age is departed and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut off like a weaver my life. He will cut me off with pining sickness from day into night. Take me. I reckon till morning that as a line, so will he break all my bones from the day even to the night. Will you make the 
end of me like a crane or a swallow. So did I chatter. I didn't mourn like a dove. My eyes fell. I can't even see upward. Oh, Lord, I am oppressed. Undertake for me. What shall I say? He has been. He has both spoken to me and himself has done it. I shall go softly all my years in the bitterness of my soul. Like I did all this. I restored the kingdom. I did this. And now I'm sick. And, and he just, he was bitter. But despite that, he prayed and through tears brought healing to his body. He said, I'm feeling bitter, but I'm going to pray through this bitterness. I'm going to weep over this. That's why don't be looking at them saved and sanctified people that tell you don't cry. That if you have faith, you ain't going to cry about it. <laughs> he cried. And then the prophet had to come and say, listen, you're going to die. And then Hezekiah said, who's going to praise you? He said, Lord, if you, I'll praise you. And God added 15 years to his life. Bam. Let me let me help somebody right here. Because bitterness will rob you of your health. Right. Your years. Yeah. But God will restore your years. Yeah. Woo. Notice that Joe, he never told him he was going to restore his money. He never said he was going to restore his car. He said, I'll restore the years. Because the highest commodity in the kingdom is time. And you ain't got no time to waste being bitter over stuff you can't change. Amen. Ooh, as I close this message, it would be an indictment if we did not talk about Jesus Christ. Oh my God, who instead of bitterness bore our sins. Oh my God, somebody say he bore it. How you gonna hold somebody else to something that Jesus took to the cross? He said he bore all our iniquities, all our transgressions, all our offenses. He took him to that cross. Not only did he take it to the cross, he buried it. Somebody say he buried it. Why you keep bringing it up if God buried it? Oh, y'all better help me. You want everything to come up for you. It's funny how we use resurrection power on people's offenses. But we don't know how to keep some stuff in the grave. I'm so glad that I got a God that even though I offended him, he don't resurrect the offense. But but he 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 buried it. And when he buried it, he beat it up. Y'all better help me up in here. He went to the grave and stomped out every offense. Then he got up with all power and he blessed us. Somebody say he blessed me. He blessed us. So instead of being bitter over all the times we betray him, he blessed us. Y'all missed it. Over all the times that you lied to him, he blessed you. All, all the times that you said you was going to do this and did that, he blessed you. I still ain't hit him. All the times that he that we betray him, that we move away from him, he still blessed us. When God is the only one that has a right to be bitter off an offense. You don't even got a right to be offended by anything I do because when you say you have a right, you put yourself in the throne seat of God Almighty Himself. And ain't nobody but God got a heaven or hell to put you in. You better go, my God. You better look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, let it go. Why are you holding on to something that you cannot do anything about? Why are you losing sleep 
or while the other person is sleeping all right all you might as well bless God while you got an opportunity because bitterness goes so deep into the root that it infects your praise and you can't even praise God right being bitter Ooh. But I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. That is the time to say no weapon. Because if you think it came, no weapon. What is the real issue? behind bitterness it is not even the person by who the offense came the thing is it has gotten you so clouded that you don't have vision anymore because you can't see with a bitter root y'all better help me you can't see and you're gonna trip over everything because everything is infected by that bitter root Y'all better help me. So when I let it go, it not only frees that person, it frees me. Whom the sun set free. Anybody want to be free? You, you got to praise him. In spite of, and I know you think the other person need to say forgive me, but you need to say forgive me. You need right now to say God forgive me for even being offended by that. Not after all the things I've done. What is amazing is that even though we offend God, he lets us come right back up in his face and ask him boldly for whatever we need. And we have no problem going right back to him when we know we offended him. We count on his mercy. We trust in his grace. So why can't we do that with others? Somebody got somebody give God praise. That today is gonna be a day you show grace. And we have to be accountable to one another. So when, see, when you, when you hear it, the Bible said when you hear it, when you hear the offense, then that's, that's the place to go after it. That's, that's the place to hit it. So you can't allow it to sit because you don't know who's watering it. So you have to go after it. I, one of the hardest things that I had to do as a husband was go after that and my wife. Like we, 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 can, I, we can't allow that to be, you can't be bitter at God's people. Share that testimony. I, that's why I have to come and I have to be free so I don't become bitter at God's people. Because the expectation is that I'm going to be, see, I got to say this. The expectation is that I got to be God. Right? I got I to gotta have God's attributes operating out of me because I'm the pastor. But you get to act any old type of way. But, I'm bad. I'm not God when I offend him.
Amen. Father, we thank you right now for everything that's been said and done. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for healing and deliverance. We pray for the absent part of this body. We pray for those who are in the valley of decision. We pray, God, for all the things that are going on in the lives of your people. That, God, you would touch them and that you would move them in the right direction. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Grace and peace.